Like, I lost 50 pounds. I did that. I taught myself how to edit. I did that. I spent hours practicing communication. I did that. I got a college degree. I did that. And it just like inspires me just to be like, what else can I do? Welcome to the Bears and Lions podcast. I'm your host, Kyle Vaught, and this is the podcast where we challenge our present by viewing our past. Now, today is a special guest session episode, and we get to dive into the past, present, and future of none other than social media content creator, Queen Manda. She is a digital mogul with over 3.8 million likes on TikTok and over 375,000 followers across all social media. This conversation was one that was so encouraging to me as we get to delve into the past, present, and future. Some of the behind the scenes things that you don't get to see in the life of a content creator. I was encouraged and I hope that you will show some love. There will be links in the description below for all of Queen Manda's socials. So drop her a follow if you like her content. Also, if you like our content here, make sure that you hit that like and subscribe button. You can find me on X, that's at Kyle Vaught, or you can find me on Instagram at Kyle underscore Vaught. That's V as in Victor ATT, by the way. I hope that you all will be encouraged by this conversation because it truly was an encouragement for me. This is going to be a part of a a new episode that we go through uh, once a month for the rest of this year. I hope that you will be encouraged. Without further ado, I give you Queen Manda. Take us through a day in the life of Queen Manda. Well, ideally, I want to wake up early, but that's never the case. But I usually wake up like around 11, maybe 10. Um, And when I wake up, I usually make my morning sandwich. I make sure I have eggs, uh, turkey bacon. It's like my favorite meal. It's like a it's like a breakfast sandwich, but it's just like how I want it. It's English muffin, eggs and turkey bacon. Um, And then I start editing. It takes me about like to for close to five hours whenever I edit, even though it's like very short form, but I do a lot with those videos. Um, and then I, depending on what day it is, whether I have to stream early or I'm streaming like a little bit later on the day, I try to fit in my workout in between the streaming and my after I'm done editing. Um, if I don't do that, I either just jump into streaming and then I work out afterwards. And I stay up a little bit watching some TV shows just to like wind down my day. And then usually that's like two in the morning. And then that's why I wake up pretty late at night. I mean, in the morning. Well, that I mean, that sounds like a balanced time frame because I think everybody has to fit their schedule, right? If you were working just a normal shift mm-hmm. um, and you're working like a third shift until 2 a.m. anyway, you would probably be sleeping to that point because you do want to get that seven to nine hours of sleep. I'm a huge mm-hmm. fan of sleep. I had a whole podcast on it. So I'm glad that you're getting that amount of sleep. Now, the editing part is kind of the behind the scenes, which I think is really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and and it does take up a lot of time. So talk to me about your social media kind of transformation over the course of your time, how you got started with Twitch and how that turned into TikTok. And now, I mean, Facebook, I think you have almost 30,000 followers. <laughs> like, like Facebook. Right. 
Well, um, before I was a social media, well, before I was a streamer, I actually was a social media manager and a graphic designer and like video editor, website designer while I was in college because I originally wanted to be a social media manager. I wanted to create things and help businesses grow because I was so fixated and fascinated by statistics. That's like originally why I went, I went to school originally for mechanical engineering, but I was very, very interested in mathematics. And I think like it kind of translate into video editing because I use a lot of like equations just to make like certain things move in a certain way, timing, uh, cropping, frame rates. So it's like a lot of math that I do like on a daily basis. You went to school and you were originally mechanical engineering, which is insanely incredible. <laughs> um, that's awesome. Okay, so you're using all of this stuff now. Mm -hmm. And and how did that switch from using mechanical engineering and social media managing into, hey, why not do this for myself in streaming? <laughs> Oh, well, so I actually did ended up landing a job as a social media manager, which I ended up loving. The the work, the person I worked for, he was giving me lots of insight. And at the time, I ended up becoming interested in streaming because after college, believe it or not, I sucked at public speaking. And I wanted to put myself in an environment to practice public speaking. And what other way to do it is in front of a computer where you can't see their faces, but you can at least know that there's someone possibly watching you. And so I keep that in the back of my head, which helped me remember, like practice public speaking. Like I pretend I'm actually talking to someone. So while I was doing that uh, streaming, I was also working as a social media manager where he was giving me like lots of in insight about like how to uh, grow like on Instagram or TikTok because short form video content was becoming more of the meta. It was like the that was just what you're supposed to hit. And since I already had a background in video editing because I taught myself how to edit when I was 13, I ended up being more fixated on like learning what I learned from social media manager while at the same time being a streamer. And so while I was working at the same time, I was growing as a streamer. And then eventually there was like some part during the job where I felt really uncomfortable and I was just like I think I just need to go and that's when I decided to make the decision to switch over as a social media manager to a full-time streamer while still keeping those same like skills that I learned as a social media manager and implementing it in my social media growth and and it's implemented beautifully because I mean it's been a joy from when I met you originally um, your TikTok, you had started it, but it hadn't quite boomed. And I remember there was probably one or two early on that all of a sudden just clicked. And I just remember seeing it was everywhere. And I don't even have <laughs> TikTok anymore. And I was seeing clips like the the regurgitated on Instagram where, yeah. you know, somebody gets a hold of it and then they repost it on Instagram. And I was just getting like, oh, wait, I know her. <laughs> like I've seen her, she's, we've been in each other's communities on Twitch. Like this is incredible, yeah. which you shared a little bit about your past as well. And learning how to edit when you were like 13, mm -hmm. what was the first program that you learned how to edit on? <laughs> well, I, I self-taught myself, um, 
using a windows movie maker that was like the first ever one i used that for school when i was like in middle school but then i started jumping into like this community on youtube and i fell in love with the video game um called free realms and free realms it was like an mrpg game you could do whatever you want with your character they just run around and i fell in love with this youtube group that made their characters into music videos and I was like, I want to do that. And so I started like messaging people or learning, reading their descriptions because they always credited like what I use because, of course, like the comments are like, what do you use? Blah, 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 blah. What <laughs> right. song is this? Blah, blah, blah. So I was researching how to do that. And mm, I found a cracked version of Sony <laughs> Vegas. <laughs> and I learned how to use it going to YouTube <laughs> University. <laughs> so everything that I learned about editing actually derived from youtube videos like tutorials like oh you want to do this cool effect this is how you do it and like all those like little like tiny things that you pick up from like how to do this one effect you implement it on other effects and that's where i started learning about like typography and kinetic typography like the motion of type uh type uh motion of type because i found it so fascinating when text is not just still but it moves because it grabs people's attention because you're just like oh it's just not standstill it's like part of the video so that's where i started learning how to do that while also learning about like color, like color grades and effects, green screens. It was just a very interesting time. And that's actually how I met a lot of my friends that are currently my mods. They are still like 10 years later, still part of my life. That's so incredible. That is so incredible too, because you mentioned like the typography or the the switching of the the movement, I think is is one of the captivating things about your TikTok and Instagram videos is is because they are so catching. And you know, it's it's not your normal. I think one of the biggest things is your screen shake. Uh and and I've seen you edit before on your streams and it's fascinating to me how you are able to create that just in Adobe After Effects and and use that movement to mm-hmm. make it feel like you're in the room essentially with with you so in in a 15 second clip i feel that effect of a shake um and and it's so exciting to me because i still to this day i don't know how to do that but i i always want to learn so youtube university is is where i'll go to to learn that and that's so cool it is (laughs) it is i went to school for digital media and sports broadcasting and i learned more the two weeks after I finished classes, I learned more about just editing and lighting for short form content on YouTube than I did in my entire time at school, which it's incredible. It's it's just sharing ideas, sharing knowledge. I just, that's just, I geek out about that stuff. I, I got, I went to school for communication. And so like, I learned about like, Well, I went to school specifically for digital media communication. So I learned a lot about like uh, creating like networking skills, marketing, and just creating like a type of communication through social media. And that's where like video editing and just like also just learning everything about that. Like I already had that knowledge with video editing and creating like a graphic, creating an infographic, you could say, um, and then implementing it with like a type of communication. So like storytelling and art 
all together. It's just so fun. And you just do that like with sharing ideas, but you also learn it from other people. It's like a giving tree here. <laughs> I, I love it because now you kind of get a chance to to give back a little bit and, and you are able to teach people and show people because you do that on your live stream as well, which is really, really cool where you just kind of, it's almost like second nature where you'll be having a full different conversation while editing a TikTok. And it's just, <laughs> it's impressive. It really is. I, I do want to jump into kind of the past because that is something that we look at here at Bears and Lions as we look at the Bears and Lions that we faced in the past in order to prepare us for the Goliaths that may be in our present or possibly even in our future. Um, so I want to kind of discuss a little bit about the past and short form content, TikTok, those weren't around six, seven years ago. I mean, there was a little bit of Instagram, but Reels hadn't become a thing yet. A um, couple little things on YouTube, maybe, but there mm -hmm. were no shorts. Um, talk to me about what you wanted to be growing up, you know, uh, for at a younger age. And then you kind of already shared about wanting to be a social media manager. But what were some of your aspirations before social media really became that big hit? I suppose what I really wanted to do was just be creative at some point. I wanted to at least be able to just create something. And I think that's just where my thought was. Like I was like back and forth, like maybe I wanted to like build a building. I was fascinated like with just like how things were just existing in our life. I love riding my bicycle. I was like, how did a bicycle work? I played a lot with Legos and Legos was just something that I was like, oh, I could build this. I just wanted to do something creative. And I didn't know where it was, but it was just like, maybe it was like a painter. Maybe it was a book writer like I just thought about like how can I express like a type of like imagination I know like it sounds like so serious now but I that's like <laughs> I think that's exactly how my brain was working as a kid because I wasn't the smartest I like my academics I actually did struggle a lot when I was younger um and I actually ended up pa like not passing through third grade because I struggled a lot with reading and my mother being an English teacher, she was also being a, she was a student at uh, uh, college. So she didn't have time to like help me with like my homework and stuff like that. And she felt like it was like her fault that I didn't work. And I was like, no, it was my own because I knew like I was trying to compete with other people rather than thinking like, why don't I take my own time and just do this myself? Because I saw other people with here in Texas, we had this tax test and it was like you had all day to take it. And I saw these kids just finish up their test in three hours. And I was like, oh, I need to finish up my test in three hours. So I just circled answers and I went there and I didn't really care. And so like at some point I was just like, maybe I just growing up, I just want to do something that will be allowing me to be creative. And that's where I thought when I was a kid. And I never really pinpoint what I wanted to be, like a police officer or like uh, a nurse. I just like, I thought just maybe something I'll be creative. <laughs> maybe there's something that I can put together. Yeah. And to, to our love and joy, social media became, you know, a perfect fit moving mm -hmm. forward, which is really, really unique. Now, talk to me about something that you've accomplished that you look back on now and whether people know about it or not, what's something that you look back and will be like, yeah, that is absolutely a turning point in my life when I accomplished that. I think the biggest accomplishment I've ever did was go to therapy. 
because I feel like before I felt like a lot of people in my life took advantage of just like the niceness that I had. I was very much, I felt like a people pleaser. I just said yes to whatever and never gave a thought in my life. How do I feel about this? I just cared about more like, what do they think from, of me if I just do this? And I feel like, because I've been going to therapy for like almost three years now, I was able to remove myself from a lot of situations. And I feel like now I'm way more vocal on like how I feel, how it makes me feel, because I'm listening to myself. I'm finally playing on my own team rather than playing on someone else's or like being like a, a hype person. I love being a hype person, don't get me wrong, but I never put myself first. So if I were to compare like where I was like 10 years ago or like f four years ago, I would, I'm a completely different person. And I think a lot of people in my past, they notice that because I'm more like, I don't want to do that. Or yeah, I'm totally down. Or I am setting boundaries, which I never done before. So I feel like the biggest achievement was definitely that because I never thought like a, a total different person person like thought process now so therapy one of my biggest accomplishments that I've ever done and I that needs to be normalized going to therapy because my I, therapist I, best person ever I definitely I I would uh, second that with with me going through because I've also been through um now I haven't been for a couple years but definitely went through a period of my life where I went through and I kind of learned the same thing boundaries were like key. And as soon as I started putting good boundaries in my life, it does feel, you said it best. I feel like I'm, I'm finally playing on my own team. Like I'm actually for me and I'm able to stand up for myself in those. Cause I'm also a people pleaser. I'm a middle child of five. I've been, I've been people pleasing since I was born. So I, I feel that to the hundredth degree Mm -hmm. um, which is so cool. And I love that you said we should normalize it because I think that you are right. It, it is an accomplishment because it has been so almost taboo where it's like, I, I don't want people to know I'm going to therapy because then they're going to think I have something wrong with me exactly. when that that's not even the, the argument. We go to therapy because we need to be able to process the things that are wrong. Yes. But also the things that are right. If we never get a chance to see what we're doing well how do we know how to set boundaries uh, and that's what therapy has really helped with me and so I, I like that you said you know it's we're finally on our team we're finally yeah. on our own team that's incredible it's, it's a battle sometimes like especially it's just like you sometimes feel like you're like you mentioned earlier it's like you don't want to lose that hope like you have that like thought process of i am gonna do it I am going to do it rather than that fear that holds you back thinking that you can't. It's, it's all a mental game. Once you are able to convince yourself to do something, you can do anything. So talk about doing anything because we, we step kind of from the past into the present. Mm -hmm. there, there are some things you're doing now, like 33-hour live streams, <laughs> <laughs> because why not, right? Mm -hmm. But on a daily basis of what you're kind of just going through, who is somebody that inspires you just every single day? I think one of the biggest people that inspires me 
And I don't want it to sound a bit narcissistic, but I think it's myself. I think I've inspired myself more and more because I think about my past, where I am today, and I'm like, I tell myself, like, holy shit, I did that. Like, I lost 50 pounds. I did that. I taught myself how to edit. I did that. I spent hours practicing communication. I did that. I got a college degree. I did that. And it just like inspires me just to be like, what else can I do? And it just motivates me just to be like, what else do I have in my yourself? Because I even I surprise myself. <laughs> and I, I'm not trying to like, I don't think like it. I think that's one of the biggest things that we need to do is just like also like you also need to know that you also adapted and there's people along your way that tell you that you can do it, but there's also people in your way that tell you you can't. And I don't know why, but when someone tells me I can't do it, I fucking get more. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I, get, I get more motivated to do something more because I want to prove them wrong, but also prove myself that I can do it. So I just think about myself as just like this, like, like I want to like look back and be like, I did it. And so it's just like, it's more like, that's inspiring to me. I also appreciate my family, my family, my mother, my father. They have raised me. Like I was a really chaotic kid. Like I was, I was a pain. <laughs> and they adapted with me. My brother, my brother's also autistic and he has grown to like push himself out there and he wants to like, like share his ideas. And it's just like, I think also, besides me, it's, like, more my family, too. It's, like, I think we all just, like, do this. Like, we're all, like, together, and we push each other out. But I think, ultimately, as I also think about, like, where else can I be, I'm inspired by my past, present, and hopefully future. I, I love that answer, though. <laughs> I do. I really like that answer because I don't see that as a narcissistic answer. I see that as... You have accomplished incredible things. If you are going for a job, period, any job, right? Every single one of us would lay down a resume of this is all the things that I've accomplished and this is why I should have the job. That's usually a question is what's your why? Right. We should be able to establish that and having that healthy mindset of I inspire myself because I've done X, Y, and Z. Losing 50 pounds, incredible. Learning how to edit. Um, inspiring others and encouraging others because you have through hundreds of thousands of followers across social media, that's stuff to be proud of. And it should not be a negative for anybody when they view you, when you say, I inspire myself. Now, of course, there's probably a, a bunch of other people, including your family. And I know that there are people in my life that I don't think of on a daily basis. But when I do think of, it's like that trigger of oh yeah that that's going to get me through the next week um so i i love that answer yeah. i think it's a beautiful answer thank you i it's nice that you say that because remember what i talked about therapy it's like i've grown up with individuals in my life that told me i shouldn't be happy for those accomplishments like it's more selfish just to be excited about the things that you've done so like thinking about like if I were to see myself like like four years ago, if I see how I talked right now, I'll be like, girl, don't do that. But I'm like, 
it, 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 I find it just, even I talked to my therapist about that. I was like, girl, I'm like a total different person because of like the words you've given me, the confidence you've given me. Like I had zero confidence in the past and now I'm like, holy shit, <laughs> total different change. One of my favorite things that my therapist ever told me was, um, cause I, I said a similar thing in that I was so excited and so thankful that they gave me this, uh, future. And they said, I don't think you understand what therapy is yet because I haven't given you anything. I've just shown you what you need to look at inside of you. And it's that opportunity where you need to be able to say without a shadow of a doubt, I'm seeing the good and the bad, but I'm seeing the good through the lens of what I'm capable of and what I should be focused on construction, uh, construction constructively. That's the word I'm looking for. Mm -hmm. And then it's the looking at the negative through the lens of being able to correctly process them and not internalize and say, oh, because I didn't get a job, I'm a failure and I'm never going to get a job. You know, it's, it's, it's being able to not internalize something and recognize it for what it is and learning from it. I think that's where the learning process takes us into the future in incredible, yeah. incredible ways. So I absolutely love that answer. Now, as far as your daily mm -hmm. as well, when you're thinking of just your normal day-to-day -day life, what's something that is non-negotiable for you? And, and why is that? Is it gym time, silence time, anything like that? What, what is your non-negotiable every single day and why? Definitely, Jim. I feel like that's my second therapy. <laughs> it's like you can let out all your steam at uh, just lifting weights. And then it's also so fascinating just to see like your body change because our bodies always change. Our bodies are never the same. And I think like putting in health is just like something amazing you can do because you only have one vessel. You only got one body. You got to take care of it. And that's like the one thing I always tell myself. And don't get me wrong. I love rest days too. I love rest days. It's just, I, it's all about like reminding yourself, okay, you're rested. Let's get back in it. So I think that's one thing. Another non-negotiable would definitely be, I know this is going to sound silly. This is going to sound silly. Okay. So I never, ever, ever leave my house or be in this room or any room in my house without smelling nice because when I was a kid <laughs> I know it sounds funny but it's yeah. like this kid this so I went to an all-girls school when I was in middle school and I was like going through a phase where I was just like I don't want to clean I, I don't want to be hygienic <laughs> I just want to just go to school like I don't care and this one one of my friends and it's funny because we're still connected we're still friends to this day and she walked up to me and she goes Amanda I'm going to be honest with you. You fucking stink. <laughs> and my, that's when I felt so insecure. You internalized that. I was you like, internalized that. <laughs> I smell. And so 
Ever since then, I bought a bunch of Bath and Body Works sprays. Now I wear perfumes because natural oils. And it's just like, that is one thing. Like, I have to smell nice for walking around my house. I, I, turn, I spray perfume before I stream because for me, it's like when I smell nice, I'm like confident. Boom, up here. So it's like, that's also a non-negotiable. <laughs> I actually love that because when I streamed, I used to do the same thing because of... Uh, Deion Sanders, he used to have a saying called look good, play good, uh, look good, feel good, feel good, play good. And I always, for whatever reason, as a kid, I always added smell good uh-huh. and it, it didn't make sense to me, but I always added smell good. And that was a compliment that I had growing up um, that I internalized. It was a non-compliment where they were like, Kyle, you stink. And then from about the age of 18 on, like, Never, ever. I never wanted to hear that again. So I'm a very similar person on that. I actually <laughs> really appreciate that that's a, a daily thing. Um, hygienic. I, I Be have, hygienic I have, is nice. I have, I, have, I, have, I have a candle back here that smells like like peace. I don't even know the I smell. I have a diffuser. <laughs> it's like, okay, high five. <laughs> like, high five, high five. <laughs> Here's the <to> smelling good. <laughs> same. Hey, look, if anything... That is the best compliment. It if is. You, if somebody walks by you and you get that whiff where you're like, you don't want to, but you kind of do want to be like, <laughs> can I get another whiff? You want more? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, you just kind of like trail them. Hope, hope you get that wind gust. But it's yeah. like, I associate memories with smells because there are certain people who I remember their smell and it is really unique because as I've kind of gone through my life, that's one of the things that was impactful is I think that our souls and our, our, our body and our soul actually give off an aroma, whether we realize it or not. So if you have a bad attitude, people may not physically smell it, but they can sense that aroma. They can sense yeah. that mentality. And it almost becomes like, oh, somebody's here you know and you've always had that person who when they walk in a room you're like arguments about to happen <laughs> it's like you just know that that is their soul aroma so i think that the physical side of it and the spiritual or the soul side of it is so unique and beautiful that we put together so here's the smelling good i absolutely love that how do you stay focused in the present though you you talked about kind of what you want to do and and we're going to step into the future here and kind of segue. So how do you stay focused on a daily basis? And, and, you know, maybe, maybe you've had a couple of rest days and you need to kick your ass into uh, the gym. What's what's your go-to? So funny enough, I have a whiteboard in my kitchen. I have two whiteboards. So I have a monthly one and I have a weekly one and I give myself like not like non, I don't, I give myself big goals that I want to accomplish for the month. And then I give myself weekly goals that I want to accomplish that are attainable, not something that's like gain like 5,000 followers overnight or something like that. Like it's going to be like something like, okay, edit um, like three videos out of the week. If I get more videos out of the week, I feel more accomplished. I feel more excited. So like following this board, it helps me feel excited and makes me feel accomplished whenever I do that. As far as like, like fitness stuff. Um, I do give myself like goals for my fitness as well. Like meal prep, stop buying food. Like, well, you can buy food, but it's just like, it's so much 
easier to just keep track of all your macros whenever you're making all your dishes. Plus, it's like you have the ability to make your own taste. Like all that stuff makes it more fun, makes it more exciting. So as far as like keeping in track, the best thing that has worked for me was definitely the whiteboard. I'd update it like every day and it's the best thing I've ever done for myself, especially working for myself. It's that's like also the hardest thing working at home, working for yourself. It's like it's so easy just to be like, I don't want to work. <laughs> no, you got to stay disciplined. And that's how I stay. my. That's how I keep discipline with myself. That's also I would say is another accomplishment was just gathering like a giant group of friends like in a streaming platform, like in one area, because it just feels like I'm always a host. It's so it's fun. awesome. Yeah. You are though. And, and that's, that's why I still go back. I told you before we started recording, you're one of the, like the five people that I consistently will tab and, and continually watch uh, because you are fun. You're just fun. And it doesn't feel like I'm watching a production. I just feel like I'm hanging out with a friend. Um, like I'm doing whatever I need to do, studying or or reading or editing or whatever. And I'm just like in the room and we're hanging out like we were back at college together. And it's awesome. It's awesome. Can I uh, say? I, I almost, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> no, it's just funny because like how you say that, like I have people in my stream, they come in and they're like, man, I'm falling asleep to your voice. And I'm like, do you not hear how loud I am? Like you're telling me you can be productive listening to me? <laughs> what? Like, you're sleeping? You're sleeping. Okay. <laughs> I think you need some, like, you need some help if you're sleeping to this. <laughs> this, this is, is different. Suey? This is different. This is different level. I, the one thing I did regret, I was going to do, I actually had a, a note on my whiteboard to do it whenever we got a chance to record this podcast. I was going to upload the, uh, the dicks sound and just <laughs> randomly without giving you any forewarning just blare it into your <laughs> head and see what happens just for the reaction because that is like a, a key thing a part of your stream and i absolutely think it's hilarious i mean it's just the timing is kudos to the fans and and the the people who are watching the community absolutely they they are chef's kiss on the timing they're just amazing. They just understand how I talk. Like you can hear it from the interview. I have lots of pauses or sometimes I like repeat myself because I'm like, wait, it's interesting how I do this because it's like, oh, I'm going to probably edit this. I always give myself like a repeat on how I talk. So just in case, like I sounded like, oh, well, today only like, wait, so today, like it, I just catch myself. So that like whatever kind of format, like I do want to like still be upbeat and like up like high levels. Sometimes I catch myself doing that. So I repeat myself and chat recognizes it. And so they like, oh, so today I was eating. <laughs> <laughs> Insert sound cue. Exactly. And oh my gosh. I, I also noticed like sometimes I do get comments that are just like, oh, she's faking. Like she, she added that to make it like timed in and it's like dude if you don't believe that's happened go and watch the stream if you're gonna be a doubter like my chat absolutely they're, they're wild not fakers. they're not fakers they're not fakers they legit they too legit to quit <laughs> no. 
I love it though. That's awesome. I, I, I mean, honestly, it's, it's just one of the things about your stream and one of the things about your social media that you've been so consistent and growing and it's been really fun to watch. So as we've looked at the past, present, we're going to jump into the future as well. Yeah. Um, what's a current goal of yours, whether small or large, whatever it might be, what's something that you're striving for, uh, for the future? I want to be able to feel sustained. Like I want to be able to like, know like I can still create content. And I feel like any content creator can feel this way. It's just like, I just want to have like that level of sustainability and make this into a career. I I'm very, very grateful and beyond like, it blows my mind to say that I get to be a streamer as a full-time streamer. And I, I hope for the future, I can still create more. I still hope I can create more. And I hope that like this dream of mine can help me like maybe buy a house or um, be able to like support future, my future kids. Like I, I want to like know that like I can at least be able to give back to like maybe my family. Because, like, I feel like I wouldn't be able to do what I did. If my parents didn't let me back into their home when I was 24, I wouldn't have been a streamer. I wouldn't have been doing what I do and feel comfortable doing it. Like, I want to get back, and I want to be able to have, like, that, that peak of my life and be like, no, I can, like, sustain other people. That I like that. That, that's back, that, yeah. that's a tough that's a tough goal too uh, mm -hmm. and as a streamer you'll see the ups you'll see the downs you'll see some weeks or some months will be great other months will be not and mm -hmm. so you do have to you talked about having to stay disciplined because you're working for yourself you yeah. don't have anybody who's saying here's your week schedule and yeah. be here from this time to this time and you'll get paid this amount of money i mean it is a a absolute grind from start to finish I think like certain cases, people do perceive streamers as it like, I, don't get me wrong. I am beyond grateful that I get to work from home, do what I do, but it, it definitely does come with the cost of just being very disciplined with yourself because I feel like if you just don't do anything, you disappear for like two weeks, you could just lose it all. And like, that's also the scary thing. It, you have to stay consistent. You have to be on your toes. You have to be adaptable with social media and like with streaming platforms you never know what could happen streaming platforms they go head to head uh that was one thing that happened this year that frightened me because i'm like i don't know what's gonna happen and that's where you have to be like making those tough decisions and those calls for yourself because no one's gonna do it for you you have to do it unless like you have someone that's telling you this is for the best to do it this way. But again, it's like, this is your path. This is your career as a content creator. You have to be able to make those tough decisions on your own because no one's going to be holding your hand like on this. That's what I think about it. Sometimes it, 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 it can be very tough. <laughs> I, and I, I know it's like, it's like probably an opinion on that, but it's just like, I feel like sometimes it's just like, you have to be so fluid through all of this and if you are in a mindset like this is the only way that can happen like i can grow only by doing this it's not going to be the case because <laughs> tomorrow could be totally different um i do think you're going to be extremely successful i've said this before but i do think that you're one of the people who it will be a shock but it won't be a surprise 
Um, and, and what I mean by that is it's not going to surprise any of us when it blows and when it happens, um, but it will be a shock on how it happens. I think everybody is going to be excited for when that moment does. And you never know. That's the thing about social media. That's so yeah. cool. you don't know what clip is going to be like, boom, Matt Rife is a perfect example of that, right? Like Matt Rife wasn't even going to post his clip and his buddy at dinner was like, you've got to post that. Like just post what's the least that can happen. Next thing he knows, 27 million views it's crazy. sold out shows worldwide. I mean, social media, that's, that's the power of it. So it's crazy. The one, power one step, of social media. One step at a time. You're you're gonna get there. I have no <laughs> doubt. I I have absolute no doubt in my mind, and the utmost confidence in your ability, also your skills. I mean, I just don't see a lot of streamers with your skills and discipline. So, um, what is something that you would like to learn, whether this year or in the years to come? Mm, what would I like to learn? I think the one thing I would definitely like to do. As I think for myself, I think I'm very interested in uh, training for a marathon. Ooh. Yeah, I think that would be such a huge accomplishment. Um, I've done a half marathon just for funsies, and it hurt a lot. <laughs> I, I could not feel my legs afterwards. So I feel like there is something very... Uh, fascinating about training for like a marathon and at the moment I've been doing a lot of strength training so it's going to be like I have to figure out like a balance between both of the strength training and then doing something with cardio I did cardio today but I've been mixing it in with my strength training I don't do them all on the same day so I think like that would be something I would love to learn coming up like within this year or next year because that's always been on my bucket list that was my that was actually my goal for last year and because of things that change in your life I just couldn't find the time to do it so it's still always there and I feel like once I do that oh that would be amazing you know what's the um, fascinating thing about running a marathon that I did know it's just like you shouldn't be focused on the speed of it and like, definitely it's just about like the journey on doing it. And I think about that sometimes with life. It's just like, as far as like you run, you try to get to the finish line, but you never think about like the process to get there. That's what I also find fascinating about running. It's just like, just the training and just practicing over and over again. It's one foot in front of the other. Exactly. And just repeatedly over and over and over. That's what discipline builds. So, mm -hmm. and as a, a fellow Jimmy, like that's, that's what happens when you go to the gym consistently, just because you go for a week, you're not going to see results. You yeah. go for a month, you're probably not going to see results. You may see residuals, but not real results. Mm -hmm. And you just keep going over and over and over again. All of a sudden you turn back and you look and you're like, whoa, six months have gone by and there's difference now. Yes. Um, and it's easier to make that decision too, when you do that, which is, I think really, really cool. And, and an impressive thing. Um, if you could, and, and this will be kind of our, our wrapping up of, of our future. Mm -hmm. If you could fast forward 10 years into the future, describe what you hope you will look like in 10 years. I hope to stay confident in my decisions, stay humble. Like as far as like, if I were to be where I am, like I hope to st strive for, 
I hope that like I'm always I I I still see myself being thankful for life. I feel like lots of things have come towards me and I'm always 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 thanking like everything, my family, friends, and my community. I always am going to thank everybody. For myself, I'm going to I hope to stay pink hair. I like the pink hair and it's going to stay. That's that's no given. It's always going to be there. Um, and I think I'm going to strive to always stay happy. I like it. I like it a lot. Also, I I guess we're previewing next year's April Fool's when you change your hair. And it's just going to be an April Fool's joke. You'll get a wig or something. So there you go. There's, oh, there's, there's that's actually not a bad you. idea. Like, guys, guys. <laughs> Just like what even you, getting the blonde. Yeah, like that what was do you think tough. about green? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> April Fools. There you go. I like that a lot. I think that it's important that we know what we are going for in the future. Yes. And I think it's important that we have goals to reach because otherwise we will just wander. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, and I've been through this in, in my life, you go through almost like a period of or a season where you just you know what you want to do, but you either lack the discipline to do it, the mentality or motivation to start it, and you just kind of wander in the space of openness. So I think that it's so cool to look 10 years in, in advance and say, what are some of the things that you want to be known for and how do you practice that today to build on that, right? We talked about it a little bit at the beginning. You don't become a giving person just because you have money in the future. Right. If you're not giving with $10, you're not giving with a hundred. And you're, if you're not giving with a hundred, you're not going to be giving with a thousand or a hundred thousand. So it's setting those kind of those practices in motion. Now, uh, you know, if you want to be humble, it's remaining, you know, that gratitude right now, which we see on a daily basis, every single stream, you get a chance to practice this with thank you for your viewership thank you for being here thank you for uh you know being a part of the community and you say it over and over so it kind of just internalizes into that gratitude so i 100 percent see that uh in you now and i know that we'll see that in the future so i really appreciate you sharing a little bit about that um last question here what advice would you give yourself to a younger self maybe a couple years ago maybe last year Uh, Maybe 10 years ago, what is some advice that you would give to your younger self? Play for my own team because I deserve to be happy. I deserve to have my feelings validated. I deserve to feel like a human too. And I need to always play for my own team, for my mental. Like I need to know that. Others also need to know that I'm also picking me. I like it. I like it a lot. Play for your own team. That That is the advice that you would give to yourself. And I, I, I think that you will resonate with many people out there that have probably heard or struggled with the thought that, you know what, you're not good enough for this, or you shouldn't be happy about your accomplishments. Celebrate your you accomplishments. Ar- you're arrogant for thinking that you did something great. You do so many incredible things throughout your life. And I think it's so important that you are able to value yourself and have the correct mentality in that. It's not narcissistic to say, I've accomplished hard things. 
go get a job without that mentality and mm-hmm. tell me how that works out for you because you are not going to be able to, oh, well, I was a part of a bunch of different things and people are just going to look at you and be like, yeah, but what did you do? Exactly. I celebrate love your wins. Celebrate you your wins. to celebrate your wins. So what's a celebration for you? Like, like what, what are some <laughs> of the things now? Cause, cause we've seen, oh. we've seen do a flip. Yes. Like, <laughs> I ordered myself pizza. Oh, it's the best. <laughs> oh I deserve gosh. pizza. I deserve cheese. I deserve the pan crust. I deserve a gallon of Sprite. Oh, it's the best. If I love I was, that you say Sprite. It's almost as if I can tell when you say that. It's like there are other sodas out there, but you're like, I'm not going to do that. Like Sprite. We're good Sprite with Sprite. It's just, it hits different. It's my favorite soda. I love it. Make, there's something so delicious. <laughs> Lemon, lime. That could be just like my, my Latina side, but I just love <laughs> lime. I love lime so much. Love it on oh my food. Goodness. I love it in my drinks. I love it in my water. That sounds so good though. Now, uh, lime lime doesn't definitely does sound sound incredible. Yes, uh, in everything. So it's refreshing. Just just because this isn't even a this is a bonus question that I'm not even like I didn't even prepare. But you said pizza, so best pizza toppings. You're creating a pizza of however you want. You have all options for toppings. What's on your favorite pizza? Give me the crust type, um, cheese, and then what's on it. Okay. So you start off by going to Pizza Hut because no one can out Pizza the Hut. You order a <laughs> pan <it>. crust. <laughs> you order a pan crust, medium, right? <laughs> and you get red sauce, the marinara sauce. Sprinkle it with cheese. You put pepperoni on it and bacon. And that's my go-to. That's it. Pepperoni yeah. and bacon. If I'm feeling adventurous, I put jalapenos on it. But you know what? <laughs> it's just, it's perfect just like that. The pan crust, it is so delicious. It just like, it, it gives me like nostalgia because I, I lived in a small town and we had like little tiny, like, you know, like mom and pop, like pizzerias. And I lived uh, in a small town called Divine. And I like, we traveled to go to like other cities. Um, there was like one like called uh, Lytle. And they had like this really, really great pizza place. And every time I ordered that pan pizza with all that toppings, it just hits that nostalgia. Like I'm like, oh my God, I see the checkered like like a uh, tabletop. I see those giant like thick shakers that never come out the way you want it to <laughs> because they're so freaking like thick. Um, I could see like the arcade on the side, like. And then, like, my, like, cup, my Coca-Cola cup filled with ice all the way to the room with v- barely any Sprite. But it's just so refreshing. That's just, I like, love it. it we just, me- we, we took a, a step down memory lane yeah, from did. you there and you brought us with. So I appreciate it. <laughs> you could smell it. You could smell the pizza. This was back. I mean, I remember back when Pizza Hut had the, 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 the Pizza Hut logo as their roof. Yes. of all of their pizza huts and you would walk in and there would be like a salad bar and you would sit down and they had the red cups or the white cups meant you didn't get soda. No, no, the soda. <laughs> so it was like you always knew it was a good day when your parents would hand you the red cup and you're like yay <laughs> let's go <laughs> we, we get soda you go to the soda machine you get suicide because that's what you do when you're a kid yeah like it doesn't matter we don't care about our health 
Um. <laughs> you know, one soda I personally hate, and oh. I always get like, like people fight me for this, but I do not like root beer. Really? I hate it. It just tastes like, you know, like, like candy, mm-hmm. you know, like there's black licorice. Right. Same level of disgust. Originally, that's, that's, it's made out of the same thing. That so. makes sense. That makes a lot of sense because I don't like both. Same thing. Um, See, I'm I'm on the flip side. I respect your opinion, (laughs) but Barks Root Beer is my favorite soda of all time. Um, I I, and I'm okay with that. Everybody's everybody. I think should learn how to respect each other's opinions. It's it doesn't matter, right? This isn't this isn't gonna change the world or a social economic status of whether you like root beer or not, right? We can be friends and care about each other without causing a whole riot, okay? What about me making my cereal? How do you make your cereal? I like to make my cereal with milk first and cereal on top. See, I feel like she's just trying to cancel no, herself. No, I'm at this not. <laughs> I swear. Like, that's actually how I make it. I even made a PowerPoint presentation about this. It just tastes better. When you pour your cereal on top of your milk, it covers less surface area of your cereal. It makes it more crunchier, which it makes you experience both the flavor of both the cereal and the milk at the same time. And on top of that, it's less soggy. I'm passionate about this. I can tell. I can 100% tell. And and I'm going to be honest here. For those of us that watch macros too, that's the only way you can really watch your macros, right? Is like you have the the cup of cereal and the cup of milk. And wh- whether you put them both in at the same time, cereal first and milk over it, it's it's just easier. I I I will appreciate it. Do I think you're a psychopath? A little bit, but Fair enough. I digress. <laughs> All right, let's wrap this sucker up. So we have this bonus question. We call it the final countdown. Okay. So it's 10 questions in 60 seconds. Number 10, what's your spirit animal? A phoenix. All right, good question. Good answer. What's a pet peeve of yours? <laughs> Running on a trillies. <laughs> All right. Breakfast, lunch, or dinner? Dinner. Go-to movie snack? Pickles. That's so weird, though. I, I'm <laughs> fascinated. If your life had a theme song, what would it be? Family Feud. I love that. <laughs> Favorite season of the year? Winter, because it's hot here in Texas. <laughs> <laughs> Texas. Got to be cold. Pancakes or waffles? Waffles, because of texture. <laughs> Favorite TV show? It's Breaking Bad. I like it. Worst advice you've ever received? Take your time. Best advice you've ever received? Uh, play for your own team. I love that. Absolutely. Thank you. We have made it to the final countdown. All that's left is where can we find you? How can we follow you? How can we support you in your journey? I am live on Twitch. Queen Manda. Same thing for my kick. Uh, most of the time I'm over on uh, Twitch, though. I do stream, I do have an Instagram and TikTok and Twitter or X. That is the same handle. It's Queen Manda. And my YouTube channel is also Queen Manda as well. Same thing with my Facebook. So that's you follow me. There will be <laughs> links in the description below for all of Queen Manda's uh, links all the way through. So you'll be able to follow her. I appreciate the time. I am so grateful that we had a chance to find out that we were actually very similar people <laughs> and best friends. So that's super exciting. Besties.